Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. Today, my guest is Marcus Ogden, a NFL player for five years as an offensive lineman with the Titans, Bills, Ravens, and Jaguars. He's the author of Sleepless Nights and The Success Cycle. Marcus, welcome to the show. How you doing today, Tim? How's everything going, man? It's going great, and I'm really excited to talk to you. You have a very interesting story. NFL player turned founder, CEO, turned janitor, turned author, speaker. <laughs> tell us tell us your story, Marcus. So I'm a former NFL lineman, again, drafted by the Jaguars, played for almost six years in the National Football League, played with the Ravens, Bills, and Titans as well, played around some amazing players like my brother, Jonathan Ogden, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, just name a few. Got out of the NFL, Tim, and I struggled immensely with transition. I wasn't prepared to know what my next move was. I finally found a construction company, and I built the company to become the largest African-American subcontractor in the city of Baltimore and the state of Maryland for two years in the area of site work and development. And unfortunately, Tim, as the company grew so that my ego, and it tipped me when I went over the edge and I became such a really horrible boss and huh. my employees stopped listening to me because I was like yelling and screaming and I created a really negative and toxic culture. When one of my best employees left the organization, he came in on a Friday, tried to talk to me. I shunned him, then let him talk. They want to hear him. The following Monday, he came in with his two resignation papers. And like he predicted, Tim, six months later, pow, I'm bankrupt. And I moved to Raleigh in 2013. That was just about almost seven and a half years ago, almost eight years ago. And I had literally $400 to my name after everything was done. House foreclosed on both cars we possessed in the same day. Everything. Was working at Merrill Lynch, got fired, all my fault. Went to a construction company the next day, fired five days later. They shut down the parts division to their operation. And the only job I could get, Tim, was I was teaching football to the youth and I was a custodian, janitor, making $8.25 an hour. And I had my pivotal moment and I said, I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to start helping people achieve success uh, by learning from my mistakes. Now, of course, we all have this big grand dream of starting something, but everybody gets to tell about how hard the work is. And for two and a half years, Tim, not one paid job. Finally got my first paid job, April 2016. I haven't looked back. I've worked for many Fortune 500 companies, 17 to be exact, 10 of Fortune 100, consultant, written two books, bestsellers, um, work with a lot of people as a coach. But again, I've been up, I've been down, I've made millions of dollars, I've made eight twenty-five an hour. I've huh. been all across the board in life. And so I There's hope people can learn from that mistake. 
there's so much to key in on there. I guess my first question is what, why was the transition out of the NFL so hard? Because you know, you've been playing football your whole life. I've been playing football since a freshman high school. So four years of high school, five years of college, and six years in the National Football League. That's 15 years of my life. And I was just 27 years old, uh, 27 years old. So since I was 12 years old, I have been playing football. And when that's no longer in your life, and you then have it as a way of making money for yourself, right, and provide for your family, and that's no longer there, the bills don't stop coming in but your income has stopped coming in. So you have yeah. to figure out quickly how to pivot and what's next. And that was hard for me, Tim, because I ha- was not prepared for that in any way. I had a back injury that put me out and I just wasn't ready for that. And you know that really caused a lot of trouble and stress and heartache in my life. Yeah. So, so you, so you eventually built a very successful construction company, but you said uh, it failed miserably because in your own words, you were a horrible boss. I'm curious, how, how did you build it to be so successful and why, and when you say you were a horrible boss, what do you mean? And ultimately like what killed it? Good question. So the reason it grew because I was a leader, I was sound. I allowed people to speak and I would listen to them and I When they had ideas, I would implement them. And I was very concerned about my staff and my people. And I was a people person. And I would, when I, as people were achieving their goals, I was achieving my goals at the same time. The problem was when we had success, when I became the African-American subcontractor of the year in 2010, that's when my head started to get a little bit big. It didn't become really bad until like that 2012, because, you know, because that was the end of 2010. I won that award. Beginning 2011, I started to turn a little bit arrogant, but I was still manageable. By the beginning of 2012, I had just, I was overboard. We were eight figure a year business. And what happened is I was early, I was, I was mesmerized, Tim, by our early success. And I tell people all the time, never get mesmerized by your early success because success is fluid. It can come and it can go. How did that lead to writing the book Sleepless Nights? What's the premise of that book and and how did that start? Great question. So that's our autobiography. I wrote that book to tell my story. We started writing in uh, October 2014 and it got published in October 2015, exactly one year to the day when I started writing it. And the purpose of that was to just share my story, get a platform, start trying to get some credibility to me as a speaker, as a consultant, but really was trying to help people learn, especially retired NFL athletes, how to learn from my mistakes so they didn't end up bankrupt and broke like I was. And then and then your second book, The Success Cycle, which came out this past January, tell me about that book. Is that is that more of the story of your ups and downs or what's the purpose there? Great, Tim. So that's a, that is more of like an instructional, educational book around how to have success in your life. When I when I look at how I've built our brand with our amazing team and our amazing support staff, three things have done that. One is ambition, creating a blueprint for our success. Two is drive, being inspired over motivated, and also knowing what our why is, Tim. And making sure people are also know what that why is so we can align to their goals and they can align with us together to do business. And the third one is hard work. Focus on yourself and not the competition. Once I realized, Tim, that that's what it was like for us, that's when I said, okay, 
I'm going to write this book to show people how I went from being a custodian, losing it all, to where I am today as a speaker. And that's what really got the whole process of the success cycle started. I love it. Now that bleeds right in, Marcus, to the whole premise of this show, which is the tipping point of your success as an entrepreneur. What what, what moment in your life uh, would you key in as the tipping point of your success? Oh, absolutely. When I, when I was a custodian, uh, Tim, and I had that spoiled milk moment. It was 4.30 in the morning, taking the trash out like I always did on my ship right before I went home in my my beat up F-150 with the with the passenger seat missing truck because I was basically had nothing and broke and was just trying to just make anything is just get by and just get through the days. And when I went to throw that trash in the trash, Tim, there was a rip on the front side of the bag, which I did not see. And because I didn't see it, I didn't realize it was there. Threw the trash in the dump. As a matter of fact, I, in my speeches today, I have a reenactment photo of when I what I was like after throwing that in the trash. And someone spoiled milk, rotten meat, banana peels, all you could think of horrible, protruding, nasty smells, Tim, got over my body, my clothes, my skin. And then I put my, I threw the trash away, cleaned the best I could, sat down the curb right by the dump, put my head in my hands, and I started to cry. And I took mm. a reenactment of that photo about maybe six months ago in downtown Raleigh. And that was my tipping point because that's when I realized that if I don't stop blaming other people for my failures, my losses, you know, the things that I did wrong in my life, Tim, I'm going to be sitting here the rest of my life living what I call the Al Bundy married with children syndrome. I was a great player in high school. I was a great football player. I was did this. I did do that. Always talking past tense. And because of that, that's exactly why I said, all right, it's time to get off your ass. It's time to stop blaming people. And if you want to get your life back together, it starts today. If you want to keep being happy with being just average and always blaming others, don't get off this off this pavement. And that was my tipping point of my career becoming successful. So Marcus, what does your life look like now in comparison to then? And what were the big steps that brought you that there? My life looks like somebody who has structure, that takes ownership, that you know is a provider, is someone that's focused on others' happiness and success. I'm someone that really, truly cares about my client base, about who I interact with, who I touch, because at the end of the day, what I want to leave is a legacy of helping people. I used to chase money felt several years ago, and today I don't chase money. I provide value. And I had a phone call with a group today out of uh, London, England, looking to have me come on and work with them and doing like some uh, online masterclasses. It's a great fee, royalties, and, you know, they're looking to start shooting with me in January. And it's interesting because I didn't go searching for them. I just keep putting out consistent value, consistent content on LinkedIn and all that type of stuff. So it's really, truly that regard of us being in that position to be at a high level. I love it. Marcus, for listeners, what would you hope that they would take away from this episode? I hope they would take away that at the end of the day, that if they want success, they have to believe it before they see it. If they can believe in themselves at all costs, no matter what, no matter what you go through in life, you can, you can have the goals and dreams you desire. So you have to believe it before you see it. 
Awesome. I love it. How can listeners connect with you? And go to our website, www.marcusmarquesogden.com. And all they can do is send us an email, marcus at marcusogden.com. And, and connect with us. We're always able to chat and kind of have a discussion. Great, man. Love it. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Tim. Have a great day, my friend. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.